y'all. It's your girl, Claudia Jordan, and we are back with TGIF. We're here to spill the tea and break down the biggest headlines in the news and on social media. So sit back, relax, and get ready to sip on this hot tea. Please welcome Al Reynolds. Ah, what's going on, Claudia? Happy Friday. It's a very happy Friday. And uh, also our special guest co-host for the week, Dustin Ross. What's up, Dustin? What's up, Claudia? What's up, Al? I like that shirt, Al. Uh, thank you, buddy. You know, Dustin, I'm pretty sad today that today is your last day. I thoroughly enjoyed working with you. Your your intrinsic mind even made me engage. So great job, sir. Thank you so much for welcoming me, welcoming me with open arms and open commentary. I appreciate that, Al. Thank well, you. This doesn't have to be the last day. He could absolutely be back. So make sure you love and tell us what you think about Justin in the comments and what you think here, because we are looking. All right. Uh, anything planned for the weekend? Y'all got anything going on? Listen, R&R &R and hopefully a little bit of S. So, yes. Uh, <laughs> What's S? You know what S is. It's S sex. You're so, you're so like. <laughs> when you put a little mystery. You're so mystical. And you got to put a little mystery around ah, it. Yeah, put a little mystery around it. Okay. Well, Claudia, guess what I'm doing? I've decided that I am going to go to a line dance class. It's a country music line dance class. And I'm going to take a couple of my black female friends with me. And we're going to see and learn how to line dance. Really? Yeah, I think it's exciting. All the all the pictures, all the ratings. Um, other people have done groups there, and they're like, it is it is like a fun time. It is like a hoot, and you get know, to drink, and you get to drink. I didn't even know they had line dance classes. I'd be wondering, like, how the hell everybody know to dance, and I don't right. know, you gotta learn on the spot, <laughs> messing it all up. That's good to know. Um, yeah. I have no plans yet, but I am gonna go to uh, New York. Uh, next week, and um, I'm going to see Lunell. She's uh, going to be in Chicago, and then she's also going to be on the Tamron Hall show. Got to support our girl Lunell, and I'm definitely going to link up with Dustin like I always do. Almost every time I go to New York, we try to link up. So uh -huh. we'll be out there in these streets. So, uh, yeah, uh -huh. all right. All right, let's get into this. Uh, any drinking tonight, or we, what are we doing? It is Friday. You know what time it is over here, baby. One, nine, four, two. You ready? Okay. Uh, you already know with me, it's Friday, so I got my buttery Chardonnay. And we're just going to sip on it a little bit and spill this tea for the soulmates. I'm going to save my drinking for next week because I already know what's going to happen. So, all right, let's get into these topics. DJ Vlad from Vlad TV is receiving backlash after criticizing Taraji P. Henson for complaining about her fair, her pay, fair pay amongst black female entertainers. DJ Vlad said, here's the bigger problem. No one wants to hear a millionaire complain that they didn't get more millions. You're already a millionaire. Taraji lives in a $6 million house and she's worth $12 million. Nobody wants to hear Vlad complain. I'm sorry. Nobody wants to hear her complain about money. What are your thoughts on his remarks? Alice, go to you first. You so think? listen, she lives in a $6 million house and she's worth $12 because she's earned every bit of it. A hardworking black women in entertainment like Claudia understand this. Look, they've earned every single cent that they have. So I, I mean, I get what he's saying as a broad stroke, but that's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is the systemic racism towards women, specifically black women in Hollywood and it's not good and if I'm completely honest 
DJ Vlad, now I will give you leeway to talk about whether you think Sweetie can sing or not or pop culture issues. But listen, man, we're not going to go into 2024 allowing white men to speak on black issues, especially if you've never lived as a black female woman in Hollywood. I understand where you're coming from because it's your platform, but don't abuse us like this. It's not fair and I'm not interested in hearing it. All right, Dustin, what do you think? 100% agree with Al. DJ Vlad is Ukrainian-American, and he has no idea about the struggles that Black women have faced in or out of Hollywood. And honestly, I'm, I'm a bit put off how dare he even open his mouth to speak on that. Just like he said, nobody right. wants to hear it from a wealthy woman. Nobody wants to hear it from a white man, that this Black woman who has worked her ass off in Hollywood, so much so that she was moved to tears the first time she was asked about it on this press tour for The Color Purple. Nobody wants to hear him opine on that. DJ Vlad, it's wonderful to talk about music, but keep your mouth off of Black women's issues in Hollywood, please. Thank you. I, I agree. Uh, I agree with both of y'all. I'm so sick of mansplaining as well. Because even there's so many things we can attack, the Black woman uh, aspect, the woman aspect of it. First of all, women historically and still get paid less than men for the most for the most part. And if we're not, it's like some miracle. Second of all, you make all your money based on speaking about black women and men. Vlad, mm -hmm. I've done your show a few times. We are cordial. We're definitely cool. But let me just tell you this. It's gaslighting your audience, right? When you say nobody wants to hear a millionaire talk about a millionaire because you're talking to people that are not millionaires. But let's keep apples to apples and oranges to oranges. This is about black women's pay disparity in comparison to white women pay disparity, white women pay in Hollywood. It's doing the same work for less money. It has nothing to do with the person that checks your, your, your luggage at the airport. It has nothing to do with the person that chose to, to be a chauffeur. It has nothing to do with the person that owns a supermarket. There's people that make way more than her. There's people that make way less. Let's not act like she didn't grind for 20, 30 years to get to the point where she should finally have some equity in her pay. Like, you know what it is. Like, you don't come for Gwyneth Paltrow. You don't come for J-Lo. You don't come for any of these white actresses. It's the black woman. And it always, I don't like how black women are constantly being framed as complaining or difficult or bitter when they want the same money or they want to be paid what their white counterparts or their male counterparts get. We got to get it from both ends, y'all. Yeah. And I know y'all sick and tired of hearing it, but guess how bad it feels to have to go through it. I sat on a radio show doing all the work on a show with a man that was getting paid $30,000 more than me. He didn't have more fame. He didn't have more social currency. He didn't have anything more than me except a bigger check, all because he had a penis and I had a vagina. Do you know how frustrating that is? So Vlad, you got to stop with this because you know what you're doing. You're riling up the people in your comment section. Yeah, that's right. She has every right to say that. And as many awards as she had, she should actually be worth more than $12 million. And she and should have. I don't remember hearing DJ Vlad have anything to say when Amy Schumer asked for that pay increase from Netflix that inspired Monique's commentary in the first damn place, right? Her valid commentary. He was silent then. So where was that analogy of, or how, well, why don't we know how much Amy Schumer's house costs and how much she's worth? You know, where was that? Where was that? Like my boy Al said, where was the outrage for that? <laughs> right? Oh, Thank you're God. learning. You're learning quickly. Oh, well, we like him. Fantastic point because Amy Schumer, I bet near one of us on this panel, go ahead and name an Amy Schumer joke. Anybody? Mm. Al, do you know an Amy Schumer joke? I don't even really know what she looks like, but I mean, I know who she is. She got a lot of money. 
for the Netflix that nobody can even name one joke. All right, moving on. Speaking of Taraji, during a recent interview with Today.com, the actress expressed her concerns about her recent complaints overshadowing the film. Taraji said, I hope they can focus back onto this film because right now, to me, it feels like what I said is now becoming louder than this beautiful film. And that's not fair to me or anybody in the film. What are your thoughts, Dustin? We go to you on this one first. Listen, this echoes the sentiments that we shared yesterday on this program uh, regarding this. We don't want the uh, noise surrounding the pay disparities and the very real relevant issues that Taraji spoke on when she was asked. I want to make sure that that's clear. We we don't want that to overshadow, again, these brilliant performances. This is Fantasia's first uh, studio film, first movie, period. She did an amazing job playing the character of Silly. I would love the conversation to be about that. And I hate that Taraji is now being framed as a constant complainer or someone who's unhappy with everything because that's not the case. She spoke about very real, very relevant, very valid issues. And hopefully there's a clear distinction made now that she said this, since people are paying so much attention to what she has to say. Good point. I was just going to say real quick, um, the problem is when you go do a media, a press junket, right? They ask you about a lot of things. They, I bet you they asked her so many questions about this film that they could have run with, but they go with that and then other media outlets pick up on the story, including us, and we're actually guilty of it as well, and we are talking about it. That doesn't say, mean that she was leading her press conference talking about pay. She was asked about it, responded, and that became the news. And it's like, that's it, it sucks that you have to always like sit there and be like, okay, what are they going to use from this? What are they going to grab from this? And unfortunately, she fell into that, being honest, giving a good interview, which is giving the truth. And the media has chosen to put, put this is a media issue. This is not a Taraji thing. The media is focusing on this one point, I bet you there's a whole bunch of in, uh, questions she gave an insight into this film. Al, what do you think about this and how it's overshadowing? Um, I'm really sad about it. I'm really sad about it. But it's interesting, Claudia, because remember, we had this conversation, I think, when Flame was on the show and you brought it to my attention. Because remember, we asked you asked the question and you asked the soulmates, why do you think this film is underperforming? And I was like, oh, I'm thinking maybe it's a, a musical and, and that's why they didn't turn out. And then you said, no, I think what Taraji said is it's overshadowing. I was like, oh, that was weird. You were 110% right, obviously. And that is what is got me feeling some kind of way. I am so proud of Fantasia and for Fantasia to shine this whole year because we've been following this film for an entire year to see that light kind of be dimmed because of this controversy is hard it's heart-wrenching however somebody who is in favor needs to be having these conversations especially for black women it's just unfortunate that the lean-in happened when we really needed this movie to perform at its highest level and for some reason it just hasn't met its metrics I mean, so I'm a little double sad. I'm sad about the inequity issue. I'm glad she's bringing it up, though. I'm sad about Fantasia. This is a great performance of her, her first time, but she's not really being a whole light shined on, a whole lot of light shined on it because of these issues. So I don't know. It, it gets me thinking, and I, let, me, let me know how y'all feel about this, and I won't spend a lot of time with this. It gets me thinking of like the bigger picture. Like I do feel like a lot of black films are often sabotaged by the the very studios that sometimes put them out to justify not putting more black films black out there. Black people, like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, well, we tried, y'all. We gave y'all. But you know what? Last time, you know, one of your stars tanked it or it didn't do the numbers. Like, remember when Nate Parker's movie came out? Um, mm. and, and all of a sudden, right before, and it was very, it was about, um, 
death of birth of a nation, right? Mm-hmm. All the stuff about him having an accuser, rape, all this stuff came out right as they were launching the film. I am I'm so sorry. Studios do their due diligence with the people they work with. They for me to do a reality show, the paperwork's like this, right? The background checks. I just feel like sometimes, I don't know, call me conspiracy theorists. I do think that sometimes they tank these these historically black films with powerful messages to deter other studios from doing more of these. I don't know. My parents Which pisses me off when certain media outlets, especially black ones, pick up on the mess, right? And focus on right. Fantasia saying, where's the damn lamb chops? Mm. As opposed to the right. brilliant job she did portraying Silly, one of the hardest characters to portray right. in film. Okay? Right. Mm. I, I mean, come on. She had the best. Whoopi Goldberg was nominated for her performance as the original Silly. That is an iconic, iconic performance that cemented mm. Whoopi as one of the greats of our time. And Fantasia stood up against that for her first role. Let's talk about that. Let's focus on right. that. It's right. That's clouding the space now. It really pisses me off. So we can't control what other media outlets um, want to do. So what we can commit to here at Fox Soul is we will do no more stories on the pay to sp- like the, the the narrative that she's complaining about this movie. From here on out, when we cover The Color Purple, we're going to be talking about the positive things about it. We're going to try to do that at least. Maybe other people can pick it from our example because I know y'all be watching us. I know y'all be watching us. That's what we can do. Well, at least we can try to put that out there and commit to that. All right. Um... Now, someone else is uh, who was under fire is DJ Academics and his ongoing beef with Young Miami on social media. The social media influencer tweeted, Young Miami, watch your mouth. Remember this tweet. Stop tweeting at me or you might be a witness in a future freak off lawsuit. You ain't got $50 million to pay. Remember that. Y'all was on y'all Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell vibe. (laughs) Now, the resurfaced tweet that academics was referring to was posted from Young Miami back in 2022, which says, if I wanted you to eat my bleep, Diddy would have had you on your knees. You a eater. She was talking to one of his other girls. What are your thoughts on this beef? And do you think academics has an issue with black women, Al, we're gonna go to you first. Oh, I know this is crazy. This is this is absolutely crazy that we're starting off 2024 on the academics, and we're barely halfway through the month, and he's back to his old ways, talking about arguing, going toe to toe with women. Am I the only one that feels like this is kind of awkward to build your whole platform around arguing with women? I, I mean, and. <laughs> And I also think he knows that he can argue with her even more now because Diddy's out of the picture. He's not going to get in that ass like Southside did that time. Like when when uh, Young mm-hmm. Miami got in, got in that fight with the young person online, and he was like, look, hey, back up off my baby mama. That's my bitch. You're going to get these hands if you keep messing with her. I, I, don't, I don't know. And then I also think he knows that Young Miami is going to respond. She's always going to respond. So she's like low-hanging fruit. But I just don't like the idea that he constantly is riding on the back of a black woman to get more velocity in the social media space or in the YouTube space or in the podcast space. It just makes me feel uncomfortable. I hate it. But guess what? DJ Academics is far from the only one. There's so many that do this that have no smoke for men, have all the smoke for women when they have a choice. They back down from men and gay men, might I add, because I remember Saucy Santana was all about. Like he was all about it, right? Mm -hmm. 
And the smoke wasn't the same. You actually cried when Saucy stepped to you. But for women all day long, and I'm so sick of black men making all this money off of destroying, criticizing, being mad, have 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 constructive criticism, not saying black women are, are beyond reproach because we're not. But damn it, she's like 20 something years old. She's young as hell and you're over here fussing and it ain't like a one-time thing. And you're so aggressive and negative and hostile when it comes to women academics, but you never have that same smoke with men. Now you have argued with men online from your chair that I, you know, but I don't see the same smoke for, for, for men as you have for women. Dustin, do you agree, disagree? How do you feel about him? Yeah, well, you know, I think that shock jocks in general, right? That's not a new concept. We had the years of Howard Stern, Wendy Williams running the show for years, um, basing commentary and, and, and conversations on gossip and rumors. So that's not new. I think that DJ Academics um, came at, at a time where in the digital space, we've had the invention of the comment section, right? So people have had something to say back to him when he's had these conversations and showing his lack of professionalism, he jumps right into the argument and goes back and forth with people in the comments and digs the grave deeper. I definitely think it is absolutely a, a, a cheap shot, low hanging fruit, um, um, lame grab to go after women and argue back and forth with women in this digital space. When the Migos stood up, you know, and, and we saw that the bad and bougie moment, do I yes. take a rest in peace? Said, do I look like I got left off of bad and bougie? And they stood up and you know, it wasn't gonna be none of that. He but got off his stool, didn't he? He looked he shook. Did. He did. And what, let's not forget about the original OG, who I think started all of his issues with black women in media when Erica Badu told him he looked like uh, Jerry from Tom and Jerry in that interview. And that's what started all this. And he looks just like Jerry from Tom and Jerry. So I think that he just is succumbing to his uh, desire to respond. And, and, and he's taking an approach that's just not sustainable. You know what I mean? I don't think DJ Academics will be around too long. So... You know, with all the issues we've had in America, especially being extra inflamed, I know we have to go to break after like Black Lives Matter, George Floyd. I wish some of our brothers, our black, strong black men in the community would have the same smoke for racist white people as you have for women that are look that that are the same color and come from the same families in the same places as you. Like use that smoke for good because you do have a platform. You loud. You got a lot of people that follow you. I wish you all would use it for good. It's frustrating. We're tired. All right. Um, okay, we're going to break. Coming up next, Beverly Johnson gets candid about the struggles of modeling. And later, we have a new segment called Where's the Outrage? Keep it here. We'll be right back. Hit that like Let's button. Let's go! Welcome back to TGIF. All right, y'all, Beverly Johnson is giving fans some insight on the struggles of being a supermodel while celebrating her 50th anniversary of becoming the first Black woman to appear on the cover of Vogue. Very iconic. Now, while discussing her battle with cocaine during the beginning stages of her career, Beverly said, I remember eating two eggs and a bowl of brown rice a week. I would be shaking in a cab and I would say, pull over because I have to get a bag of M&M's. What are your thoughts on Beverly's transparency and uh, using this to kind of control her weight when she was a model? Dustin, what do you think? Uh, I think, you know, she saw everybody popping in so zimpic and said, wait a damn minute. We had to go through hell and high water and y'all just sticking your ties. You know what I'm saying? Maybe that's what motivated this dialogue. But I think it it brings a highlight to a very real issue of, you know, body image and, um, you know, body positivity in general amongst models and especially black models. Beverly Johnson is literally one of the, the all-time great models of our time, right? She uh, absolutely faced insurmountable challenges and odds as a Black model back then, 
we're celebrating the 50th anniversary of her cover of Vogue. So I understand why she may want to highlight the things that were different back then about what's going on now. All right, Al, what are your thoughts? You know, Beverly Johnson is like my generation and I, I, I just love her. The odds, like uh, Dustin said, that she had to go through being in the in the beauty space, not just in the modeling space, but she definitely blossomed from modeling into the beauty space. And that's a super hard space for an African-American female. And she's done it at the highest levels, which I really have just admired over the years. And she's always been nice. I'm just putting this out there. She's always been nice to Fox Soul. She stops and talks to me all the time on the carpet. And she leans in and gives insight like this insight. And I think my takeaway here was, that look, it's a doggy dog world out here in fashion, especially in the majority space. And as models, and especially as a black female model to keep my space, I had to do what I had to do to keep that weight off. But now she can speak about it more openly and honest and say, hey, that's not realistic, everybody. Look, this is what I had to do to get that. And that's not realistic. And that's not what it is when it comes to beauty. Beauty is just not thin, deep. Beauty is so many different complexions, so many different sizes, so many different curves. And I like the fact that because of her iconic status, she can step and say that and people can respect it and people can live with it. And it makes people feel better about themselves. Love her for this. Thank you for the story and all the best, Beverly. And and your beautiful daughter. Beverly Johnson, I love you. And you're someone I used to look at at magazines before I even thought about even being in this, anywhere near this career, this this industry. And I know it was awful and wicked for you. Uh, as a black woman, you're already gonna be, just because of how our bodies are built, we're more muscular. We tend to be, have, you know, be, have thicker thighs. And the, the, the struggles that you had compared to the, your white counterparts had to be so awful. And the, the toll it could take on your liver, on your kidneys, on your health. You're shaking on a way to a casting and then you still have to like do your job or on a way to a booking. Mm -hmm. I remember like, I, I listen, I would never compare anything I did to anything she did. I had a very small taste of modeling. I was not nowhere near nobody's supermodel. I worked in catalogs. And the, the unrealistic standards they had for your weight was so ridiculous. Now, yeah. now we can say, oh, everyone should be able. No, it isn't. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Modeling is for thin people with great bone structure and great skin. We have gotten so far away from that now with like anybody can do it because they just Photoshop and just take things in. Back then you had to look like what your pictures were, right? All right. You had to look like that. And yeah. the clothes do fall better on a thinner body, but I think somewhere along the way, it got to a point where they wanted them freakishly skinny. I remember them saying at 5'9", you could be no more than 114 pounds at 5'9". And if you were muscular, because I ran track, they said maybe 119. I was 119 in sixth grade as a child. Wow. This is the pressure that these women are under. But then the payoff is so big. You're like, well, I guess everyone else is doing it. So I don't fault her for any of the tactics she had to use. Women were bulimic. They were suffering. Their teeth were rotting from throwing up just so they can be this image that they needed. And I just think that, you know, the industry is run by people that may not may not like a lot of curves on women. And right. I'm glad it is changing somewhere and it's getting more healthy. But she, I know this woman, this is the tip of the iceberg of what she really suffered. And I salute you for saying this, you know? All mm -hmm. right, switching gears. I know finances may be challenging these days, but would you guys move into a storage unit with your significant other? And how good would that D or that P or that A have to be to do all of this? What do y'all think about this? So this is our living space. 
very, very grateful to have this space. The next goal was to get an RV. The next goal after that, tiny home. And if we want to eat, I just cook right out front. Or we'll just prepare something cold inside of the unit. Well, we came across a man who was saving up his coins after moving into a storage unit with his girlfriend. So that was a story that's been trending all over social media. And people had mixed emotions on this. What are your thoughts? Destin's go to you first. Uh, is there any love that could get you to this point? Or are you a, a nah? Uh, I'm not just a nah. I'm a hell nah. First of all, storage is a, it's a storage unit. It's not a living unit or a living room. It's where you put things so that you can go back to where you live. And also what he displayed in this video is actually illegal. So I think that we need to zoom out a little bit when we think that we have the bright idea or the first idea when it comes to certain things, do a little bit more of our due diligence. I'm sure that his intentions were in the right place, but it, cleanliness looked to be an issue. You know what I mean? There was just a lot going on. So I think that this was a very bad idea. And I think it was even a worse idea for him to share it on the damn internet. Agreed. Al, what are your thoughts? I don't know. I don't think I agree with that. I think I do agree that it was the worst idea to share it on the Internet, because now you're going to get put out because like Dustin said, that's illegal. But listen, we really do need to examine the price of of housing. Affordable housing is a huge issue. In 2023, do you guys know that in 2023 was the largest increase in homelessness and the largest unhoused population in the history of the United States. It surged almost 15%, leading us close to almost a million people being homeless a year. I find that alarming, but it is a real reality because housing costs is insane. Like, how can you be a single person or even a couple these days and afford some of these apartments? And what you have to go through to even qualify for an apartment is really hard. I understand his struggle. I get his struggle. Good thing that the storage unit had a window on it because that's a whole nother conversation. I wish him the best. I wish he didn't do that because now he's going to have to find an, a different housing place because they're going to definitely put him out. But the real conversation is here and it needs to be on the political agenda, which we know it's not. We're not going to get to it. But affordable housing is a real thing. And know this, African-Americans are disproportionately affected by this unhoused population by 60 percent more than any other race. We've got to do something about it. You know, this is something that um, I wonder if our government really wants to cure or fix. Right. And, it's, it, and actually, it's not just a government thing. It's actually a corporate greed thing. The people that own the apartment buildings, the people that own the housing, they are not the ones. They're not, they're not taking their foot up their necks. This is what they do. Oh, let's test the market. Rent, mm -hmm. let's try $3,500 for 700 square feet. Someone pays it, right? Oh, bet. If you paid it, I could probably get 4000 And they just go further and further and further. And before you know it, it's ridiculous. And only the top 5% of America can live in these places. I will say this. Yes, the housing thing, the cost of living, ridiculous. The social media thing. Ugh, did you think he was eating on this? And then the girl, it was giving struggle love. And just like, that's embarrassing. I'll be, if I'm rocking with you while you going through your, your struggle times or we going through our struggle time together, don't advertise and publicize this on, on social media. This is like people going and like, look at me giving food to the homeless person that the homeless person did not say it's okay to do it. I just think that was kind of whack to do that. And yeah, yeah y'all are right. They're about to get kicked out and have to find a whole nother one. And they did have it kind of lit, I will say that. Like they, he did have it kind of set up.
Yeah, yeah, it did. Organized. I thought so. It's, it's it looked better than my storage unit. It's cold in them things too. And, and then you see how big that storage unit is. That storage unit costs a pretty penny because yeah. in New York, that right there is rent. Yeah, because a, a small storage unit in New York is like four or five hundred dollars a month. That big unit right there has to be twelve hundred dollars. She yeah. didn't look happy the way she turned around and looked over her shoulder like she was sick of him and his and that store. He might be the only one over there that's happy with this. She probably sick of having to take whole baths in the McDonald's bathroom and not being able to shower. Y'all being mean. Y'all being mean. You talking about where the outrage? Where is the shower? At least they not on the street. At least they not on the street. It is climate control. At least they in a safe spot. I I I I just feel bad for them. Get off on Instagram. Go get. All right, moving, coming up. Where our new uh, segment, Where is the Outrage? And later, Cat Williams is calling out Ludacris in a freestyle. It, this thing just keeps on. It's the gift that keeps on giving. We'll be right back. Welcome back to TGIF. All right, y'all, soulmates, our very own brand strategist, Al Reynolds, is very passionate about covering stories that are placed in the archives of media. And that's why tonight, Mr. Reynolds will be giving us his unfiltered opinion in a segment we like to call, Where's the Outrage? <laughs> well, dang, couldn't I have had some black arms? <laughs> Why? Your arms ain't black. It's beige. <laughs> Couldn't have had some black arms production, really? Y'all are playing me right now. Okay, let's go. It's pretty accurate. Okay, tonight's outrage is straight out of Ohio. A special needs toddler was sent to the hospital with severe burns and lung condition, a lung condition after police raided the wrong home. Now, the 17-month-old child was allegedly caught in the crossfires as officers threw two flash grenades, which covered the child in glass and smoke. The special response team allegedly deployed two diversionary devices known as flash bangs outside the residence and made repeated announcements before forcing their way into the home. Now, the child is currently in the ICU with chemical uh, pneumonitis, which is the inflammation and irritation of the lungs caused by the inhalation of toxic substances, probably from the flashbangs. And he had a chemical reaction inside and around his eyes. Horrible, horrible story. Take it away, Al. Uh, You guys know how I feel about stuff like this. Where is the outrage? It's the same type of outrage that I have when they were when they were invading black people's apartments with false warranties. There has to be a revamp in how and when a police department execute and receive a warrant and follow up on it. They're looking for someone who has not lived in this house for over a year. Let me repeat that because I want everybody to understand. They're looking for someone underage, high school age, who has not been in that house in over a year. In addition to that, you heard Claudia say they brought a special response team of at least 20 people and they brought special devices, things that they don't usually use on raids unless it's extremely severe. I didn't understand any of this and for them to not only make the mistake on the house where the person is, they then put a young child's life at risk and to me, that is out of bounds. This child's eyes, chest, arm and neck were burned because of that flash gun and this city is pretending like it wasn't. 
I feel like that's completely wrong. I think we need to blow this up and blow them up. Where is the outrage? And as it relates to outrage in general, just outrage in general, everybody, I want to make this segment more about us. So feel free, soulmates, and anybody else that's watching that has an ear to an outrage, you can email me, thealreynolds at gmail. That's thealreynolds at gmail. And let's see if we can get some of your outrage shared right here on TGIF. All right, Al, thanks for that. Dustin, what are your thoughts on the story? Yeah, you know, once again, bad policing, bad police work by the police. If you watch the video from the body cam footage, the 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 police officers, it was a mess. The mishandling of this was it was evident. It was sloppy police work. And it echoes the sloppy police work that we saw in the case of rest man, she rest in peace, Brianna Taylor, right? Mm-hmm. Knocking on the wrong damn doors, going in the wrong house. This little baby, I actually saw a pity a, a picture, excuse me of the infant, he was in the hospital and it looked like he had his little hand over his forehead, just laying down. He had been through it. Flashbangs, you know what I'm saying? I'm a grown ass man and a flashbang will have me unnerved. So I can only imagine what it was like for a 17 month old baby that was already going through too much. So hopefully this leads to um, the the police reform that we know we need, but we probably- Right, right. What, Claudia, I wanna ask you this. Is all of this necessary for a 15 year old who they are chasing it's all of this necessary it's a 15 year old that they're they're looking for who happened to be in school during the raid which is like it's my issue with this what i'm outraged about y'all we keep putting guns and flashbangs and weapons in the hands of incompetent people who have the of us react in the wrong way while we are under extreme stress and make a, the smallest of mistakes, they will shoot us dead. Oh, we were nervous. We were scared for our lives. So we shot this man that reached for his cell phone, right? But they can do this and just be so with reckless abandon and mm-hmm. not, where is the punishment? Right. Where is that? I hate how we're supposed to be so understanding of police officers and their dangerous job when people are now at home in their own homes, Brianna Taylor, Botham John, this baby, who get murked or injured while home because y'all are incompetent and can't even get your job right that you train for. Where is the training? Mm, mm. All right. Well, we're going to have more conversations like this. Great conversation. We will do more of these. Keep, keep, keep sending us your commentary or your issues that you want us to talk about. All right, moving on. Keep it locked because coming up next, Cat Williams is calling out Ludacris in a freestyle. They rapping now, rap battle, and later find out why Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley is under fire with her. Mm, She's looking like a Karen, y'all. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Shout out to all the soulmates watching us in the chat. Go ahead and hit that like button for us one time. And if you've been enjoying Justin all through the week, what, what symbol would she put up for you? Um, I want the arms. Since we're talking about arms, give me the 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 Give him the, the strong arm. Give him the muscle. You want the muscle? That's right. <laughs> okay, put up the strong arm in the chat if you're enjoying Justin this week. All right, Cat Williams is still breaking the internet and ruffling some feathers after his explosive interview with Shannon Sharp. The comedian recently released a freestyle responding to Ludacris, calling him a clout chaser. Now, during the freestyle, Cat implied that Ludacris is bi-curious after alleging that he slept with Quincy Jones. What? Really? Oh, 
Well, Kat wrote, I've never personally been with Quincy Jones, but you know, that was your girl, girl, boy, boy. Wow. On this freestyle and these allegations, Dustin, what do you think? Uh, I love the fact that they're taking it back to the art. I love the fact that Ludacris responded to Cat Williams' comments initially in a freestyle, right? That kind of lightens the mood and makes it like a, a fun, you know, verbal jousting back and forth. But now when we start doing this, you gay shit, you know, you buy, and I guess that's the insult now. You know what I'm saying? When Cat Williams literally gets his ends clipped, okay? And <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And a small frame and double dressing. One of them jackets he had on looked like a Diane Von Furst. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I think we can just watch her. We point these fingers around, you know what I'm saying? We stick to the joke. He got one of the best pressing curls I've seen, baby. I'm talking about from the uh, silk press, from the root. How many times do you think he didn't have to move his ear? You know what I'm <laughs> Watch that. You know, we all know Ludacris has a beautiful family, beautiful daughters, uh, and he is not, as we know him to be, a practicing homosexual. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, <laughs> Why am I laughing at practicing homosexual? All right, Dustin, I see you, I see you. Oh, yeah. boy. What do you think about these bisexual claims, Al? Do you think he... Well, listen, first of all, Roberta, Ludacris' mom, and Luda have been too good to me and to my my circle. I, I, I can't say anything negative about him. Like, like uh, Dustin said, he has a beautiful family. I just admire Luda. I admire how he's navigated himself in the entertainment business. And I just really enjoy how he stayed true to also his philanthropic outreach. Bisexual rumors, I've never heard that before. And and this was very shocking to hear that he was with Quincy Brown. I mean, Quincy Jones. But let me tell you something. I don't care. Luda's a good dude. I don't care. And the sad part is still in the black community, if you want to weaponize somebody, if you want to demonize somebody, if you want them to be considered the low of low and discredit them the most, you always throw out, oh, they're gay. Come on now. Come on now. You got 50 million views on that conversation. You talked about everybody. You brought out some insightful stuff. You told the truth about some stuff. Don't stoop this low. Don't stoop this low because there's nothing else for you to reach for. It's not cool. And first of all, you're better than that, Cat Williams. And like Dustin said, your pressing curl looks better than most women that I've ever seen. So come on, do better. We're in 2024. Let's stop using gay to make a black male feel the least significant. Well, here's my thing. I don't think you should like, I don't think that the gay thing is off the, the like you're beyond reproach. If you're lying about your lifestyle, I get saying you're a liar, but I don't mm. think gay should be weaponized. I think if you're parading around like you're a straight heterosexual family man, you you have every right to be called on that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that if you're a liar, because character is character. But here's my thing. I've, I've never heard these things about Ludacris. I, I work with him. I did a video, Splash Blast Waterfalls. Look it up. It's very sexy. Um, and, and since we plug in, I mean, you know, and was, I think he has a gorgeous wife. I really do. I actually like both of these guys. I also think Cat Williams has had a lot of stuff happen to him in the industry. And I do think there was a time that there was a narrative that they were trying to uh, frame him as crazy. And sometimes I think when people are framed as crazy that sometimes they do know some of the gatekeeper's secrets, not saying about Ludacris, but some of the higher ups. And he may have, I think this is a case of some of the stuff he said was 1000% A on the money. And there was some stuff in there for entertainment value. I don't really know. I've never heard this. And um, I just want to see less of us fighting each other. And again, right. direct that power. Fight some of these gatekeepers. 
Yeah, the white ones, stop, stop, brothers uh, and sisters attacking each other all the time. That's what I kind of don't like. But unfortunately, we're part of the problem because our voracious appetite for this content is the only way, reason why people do it. If we didn't want to, if we didn't click on it, it wouldn't get made. So we we can't just blame them. It's us too. Okay, can I just ask one quick question? I know we have to go on. Just one quick question. For you to know all this information and you consider it valid, real, true information about so many people, you got to be doing a lot of gossiping. I'm sorry. You got to be you got to be on the phone finding out people's business. You got to be doing a lot of gossiping to be knowing everybody's business. 100% the truth, 100% you know is beyond reproach. Like, come on, that's a lot of talking you, to people. You, you know he ain't nothing but 5'3", Al, so he really, he could be missing <laughs> in the room. He can oh hear everybody's God. business, just leaning in <laughs> at shoulder height with you, and you up here telling your friend what's going on. You know what I mean? <laughs> but maybe uh, he mined all this information in the first day of play. Okay. Cat Williams, uh, they talk about you, not me. Oh. <laughs> all right, y'all. You, did you see that interview? He was lighting everybody up. Okay. Hey, in other sexual news, damn it, Larsa Pippen appeared happens live and revealed that she has sex multiple times a night with her fiance, Marcus Jordan. Yawn. Yawn to me. Larsa said, I also have sex probably five times a night with the love of my life. Marcus confirmed her story and shared that he's very competitive and likes to stay ready. The couple also mentioned that doggy style was their go-to position. Do you guys normally get in? But I want to go first, ladies first on this one real quick. If y'all don't mind, just oblige me for one second. <laughs> Larsa Pippen, we are sick and tired of you. don't care. When you're with someone you like, you sometimes why is this our business? Why is this our business? I don't care. We don't want, like, I have never heard a bunch of people saying they really, they, oh, they're dying to get with Marcus. You got them. Be happy with that girlfriend. Be happy in your relationship. What you're doing is setting yourself up. You are the girl amongst your friends that tells all their friends and then it feels away when they try to test it. <laughs> what? Listen, I don't have five so men. True. You know what I tell my friends? He all right. <laughs> Fire. There's no need. Sorry. Okay. Al, oh go God. You said what? Al, go ahead. What you think? <laughs> I that, Claudia, that is so funny. That is so true. You better not tell because they're gonna be in his DM tomorrow. It's so interesting to me because Andy asked a question that I wanted to know, which was to completion. So she's saying that they have four to have sex four or five times a day to completion, meaning he gets off. And I'm like, okay, now you're lying. Now you're lying. You're not doing that every day. He's not completing it every day. He's not 20. He's not 15. It's just anatomically, I mean, to me, doesn't seem realistic. Five times every day, seven days a week, 35 times, and he's coming four or five times a day. Okay, does he have a job? Do you have a job? I had like, someone come seven times in one night, but that was a one-time thing. I couldn't. But seven days a week, Claudia? No, never. Seven days a week? Can never. your body take that? I don't know. I don't know. And plus, you know, no, I'm just not getting that. I'm not getting that sex appeal kind of vibe that they're trying to create around making him this sex demon or this sex god. It's just not coming across to me and definitely not with her. So it's sorry, not, it's, it's not, not working. I don't want to watch their sex tape. I, I have no interest. Dustin, what do you think about this? 
Yeah, this 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 pairing has always been a little bit odd to me because of the overlap in, in age and time, right? So like she was 23, I believe, when she married Scottie Pippen. He was 32. Uh at the time, I believe Marcus Jordan was seven. And right. Scotty was playing in the league. Scotty and Michael Jordan were teammates around that time. So Larsa's been around this kid. Well, went around this grown man because they're both consenting adults now. And I want to be clear that there's nothing wrong with what they're doing, right? The mm-hmm. optics are just a little uh, murky to me because of the overlap, like I said. So, hey, do your thing. You know what I'm saying? They might be over there wearing each other out like that, you know, five times a day. Who knows? But I think that everybody just kind of shudders a little bit when they think about the relationship that they have, how they met, when she was around him, when he was around her, and the fact that they are smart. A little bit uncomfortable for most people. But again, grown ass man, grown ass woman, do what you want to do. So I just I'm sick of hearing about how many times you smack. Golf clap. Okay, coming up, find out why Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley is under fire. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley is receiving backlash after stating that the United States has never been a racist country. Mm, Take a look. Were you involved in a racist party? No, we're not a racist country, Brian. We've never been a racist country. Our goal is to make sure that today is better than yesterday. Are we perfect? No. But our goal is to always make sure we try and be more perfect every day that we can. I know I faced racism when I was growing up, but I can tell you today is a lot better than it was then. Our goal is to lift up everybody, not go and divide people on race or gender or party or anything else. We've had enough of that in America. That's why I'm so passionate about doing this. I don't want my kids growing up where they're sitting there thinking that they're disadvantaged because of a color or a gender. I want them to know that if they work hard, they can do and be anything they want to be in America. Girl, bye. So there's no racism in this country. But as a child, I face racism in this country. What are your thoughts? And can you believe this delusional bird is running to become the next president of the United States? Go ahead, Dustin. I see you. Yeah, first of all, Nemirata. Ain't that her name? Uh-huh. Yeah. Don't nobody know her real name. Uh, Nemirata. That's what we're going to call you. You sound like a damn fool. We know that she was the ex-governor of South Carolina where what happened? One of the most racist massacres ever when that terrorist, Dylan Roof, went into that church and shot up all them damn all people, those people. All those people. Okay, and that's the state that she used to run. So the audacity of her, I've never heard anything more white in my life for her to say, even even the enthusiasm that she was speaking in that video that they made for damn TikTok, okay? And she's talking about, we've never been a racist country. We need to stop all that division, all that divisive shit, but you're running for the GOP. Come on, Nemirata, you're lying, you're full of it. We see straight through you, everything you're trying to do, all the lies you're trying to tell, and you won't get far, so... Mm, okay, Al, what are your thoughts on Nemirata? What's that? What's that uh, acronym? Is it G-T-O-A-H or G-T-O? G-T-O. 
we can't say it, but get out of here. Get out of here. This ridiculous politics that, that Trump has, has escorted in to our political system is beyond ridiculous. She's beyond ridiculous. I don't even want to hear anything coming out of our mouth. And shame on us for covering it on this platform. Don't give anybody like that any more time here on our platform. Claudia, you are a political um, go-to guru. Let's talk about something else besides this. Well, I do think it's important because there are people that are buying into her as a kinder, softer, gentler uh, version of option compared to Donald Trump. So we, you know, she ain't going to get, she ain't going to get, you know, we have to cover that. I think this is a thing that we have to do because I think a lot of black people are, are reacting mm. emotionally and we need the facts. Real quick about Nikki Haley, Nikki, 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 Tim mm. Scott, Tim, big gum, small teeth, uh, <laughs> Scott already tried this. There's no racism in America. And he was one of the first people to be kicked out of the race and poll get at like 1%. Now, here you go. You know, people were starting to actually like you because you seem like you had some sense, but you have a very checkered past. You are of Indian descent. The way you come for Kamala, the way you come for America with your lies. How the hell can you say there's no racism in America? Then in the same sentence, play white girl Karen victim and say that I face racism as a brown girl. And then sometimes she tries to use the woman of color thing like as a brown girl growing up. Sense, OK, I, I hate that it's making Trump seem like a more a better option, but mm. right now, at least acknowledge that there is racism because then some people that are on the fence, they're independents might actually find some 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 common ground with you. But denying America's history as the most we are the most racist country in the world. It's a fact. So miss me with the nonsense. You sound dumb. All right. We have covered so many crazy stories this year. So we like to end our show by handing out an award uh, to a person who exemplifies pure delusion like Nikki Haley. This is our teabag of the week. All right, our tea bag of the week, and I wonder if he likes the beach. Academics Ooh. and his continuous antics, bullying black women on social media. What do you have to say about our honorary tea bag of the week? And is this the first award that DJ Academics has ever gotten out? Ah, uh, from us. <laughs> I think in life, from, from us, I think so. Look, like. <laughs> I'm just going to always say this. I understand your brand. I understand your popularity. I understand your podcast. I understand why you do it. But can we just try, 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 try to pivot and, and, and fill a space of the void a different way? Because attacking black women all the time, it's just not healthy. It's just not positive. And it just doesn't speak to like, did you have any strong black women in your life when you were growing up? Do you have black women like maybe your mother or your aunt or even a sister that you admired that you want to make sure you protect and 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 make sure they're okay all the time like come on dj um academic do better in 2024 let's stop attacking the black women all the time and let's stop standing on their backs they're supposed to be standing on ours okay dustin what do you think yeah i think this is a very appropriate award for him he looks like a tea bag you know i think that uh this is perfect i also think that he needs to go back and kind of do the work to legitify himself and qualify himself as a voice in media can't always lean, lean on rather uh, being combative with people, arguing with women, arguing with gay people. And then another thing I noticed about him, he needs prep time. So spaces like Twitter where you can think for a minute before you type what you have to say, those are the spaces that he chooses to kind of thrive in. But when he's face to face with people and he has to go off the dome and say something in real time, 
he falls flat every time, which is why he was crying when Santana, Saucy Santana, the rapper, ate him up. Um, oh, how about when Migos attacked him, approached him on the car? The BT Awards, boy, he had nothing to say then. Come on, man. And so, and then another thing he did, I know we got to go, but leaning into that whole, oh, I can't say what I want to say because I'm going to get canceled. No, you to be in real time conversation like that. So do better academics. I can't miss you built your brand talking about the hip hop community. Stick to the music, stick to the, those type of things. I think this new direction that you and several others are going into is whack. And we're the bigger segment of the population. It might help your business if you kind of make it like a less hostile environment that we can support you. Cause you are a black man in media that we would like to support, but don't make it be so hard for us to support you. Teabag of the week. I thank my co-host Al Reynolds and Dustin Ross for joining us tonight. This week, thank you, Dustin. You were definitely thank you, Dustin. Pleasure. I love it here. Thank you both. We will be seeing you soon. Thanks for watching us on YouTube. Stay tuned for sweet flavor. Y'all have a fantastic weekend. Be safe, y'all. Be safe.